Welcome to the Witches of the West podcast, hosted by Zabdi and Shay. <laughs> Hold on to your hats and cats. <laughs> Okay, so just a quick disclaimer. I don't know what happened. I'm pretty sure like my like um, actual microphone that I was using for my phone is pretty shitty. So the audio on my end is really bad. Zabdi sounds pretty fine on the other on the other hand, so that's good. So you will, like at least fifty percent of the conversation won't make your ears bleed. But I would suggest like turning down the volume. Just a smidgen, just a little bit, just a little bit so you won't get annoyed with me, just a little bit. Um, yeah, that's it. I hope you enjoy this episode, and thanks for listening. Hello? Uh, is it working? Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Is the TV too loud? No, I can't even hear the TV at all. Um, okay. A video. <laughs> oh. Like, oh, can, I, can you hear this? <laughs> Hello. I don't know how to... Yeah, I don't, I don't know how. We're going to find a way to, like, start this more organically eventually. Like, a YouTube um, does makeup tutorials that people do? Yeah, like, those people, like, Hi! This is, how do they do it? I didn't even watch a video. How do they, like, I haven't watched one of those videos in so long. Really? I, Beauty tutorials, yeah. I have nothing, I don't have much to do, so I just ordered one of them palettes. That, I don't have a lot of makeup, but I ordered one. And yeah, I have to watch tutorials because I don't know what to do. I'm just like, okay, well, there's these colors that go on your eyes. <laughs> I like those, my, my like beauty tutorials of choice are like the ones that you could just scroll through on Instagram. Those are, yeah, cause I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know why like I find like, I find like background music like weird. Like when somebody's just doing something and they're not talking and you're just watching them. It's, bad. it's kind of like a weird like trance. So I just like, like as, as I'm watching TV, I'll like scroll through it and it's like on silent and it's like on like three, four times the speed. I don't have to, like, listen to and anyone you know talk. I don't know. I'm a very lazy person. They make, make it seem so easy because it's, like, let's say 10 seconds of how fast they do the the makeup or the eyeshadow. It's, like, mostly the eyeshadow yeah. ones that I watch. Oh, hi, baby. Oh. And, uh, and then you try to do it. Well, I try to do it. And I'm like, wait, what is, is that color? was like, where did it I doesn't talk? look right. I just don't have the right, like, stuff. You want to go peeping? Go then, go, you can do it. You can do it. Go, baby. Go, don't touch your mouth. Go. She's so silly. She's so silly. Yeah. It's been really cold over here, and I, I think um, it's finally gotten, like, a little bit less. Like, it's, um... It's like a good like temperature right now. Let's see, yeah, it's good a, winter it, weather. Well, it's fifty six degrees, yeah, and it was like twenty. So 
not bad. Yeah, no. Yeah, but... I don't really leave my apartment. Like the, the few times I do, like when I go to class, yeah, that's the thing. I just kind of run into the bus and then run into the building. But it's like it's so bad though. Like it's so bad having them inside. And I mean, we're. I mean, of course, you know, they're kids. They don't really have much to do. <laughs> I got like appointments or nothing. But still, like I need to take them out. And in this town, there's not many things to do. So I feel super mm-hmm. bad. So today we're just gonna get ready and like go buy them some some clothes or something um, we can do some like I don't know, indoor yeah um we're gonna go to mcdonald's brain games be all well, I mean, we oh yeah the, yeah playpen the mcdonald's playpen yeah, it's about so those. small though like that's just literally just one mcdonald's and it's like little no we do play I feel with like... toys inside it's just not the same because they're just inside the house you know like i'm sure not, they're not particularly bored because they always have like tv cartoons and like toys and toys but just Hello. just stuff just stuff just staying inside the house i don't know like i feel like I, I never had to like be home all the time like that because i was in houston and like we didn't really get super cold <laughs> yeah i feel that but at the same time like i was just thinking about that like i, I haven't seen that many like mcdonald's like playpen so i feel like even businesses are like persuading people to stay indoors because when i was growing up even in like africa when i was growing up there were a lot of uh, like restaurants regular family restaurants who always have like a play center like maybe not like the full-on like slides or anything like that but like a children's area but mm-hmm. that's like hard pressed to see nowadays like nobody gives a shit about kids anymore yeah. and, like that's just really well, <laughs> well there's there's like of course not here but there's places like um it's called like monkey joe's or like the, the place the place where you go and like jump like the it's called where you go jump like those places where the trampolines and it, it's, it looks super mm-hmm. fun i haven't been there but there's like the, the i've been to check cheese and stuff like that so they do have oh yeah those like i've been to one of those like the i think the one in ireland was called like skyline or something like that it's just like a trampoline place that was fun yeah i guess so they have yeah yeah but not here that's what sucks if and they do have a library so i was thinking maybe i'll take them today to the library because they have a they have a children's area they have story time and they have a bunch of toys and not just that other kids you know like my daughter's just like i'm pretty sure they're tired of like speed them too and they <laughs> just like hanging out with each other they want to interact with, yeah do I they like have it. like uh play dates well um my i have a friend who's uh yeah like she sees her daughter she was the same age as my older daughter you know so yeah sometimes okay. but the thing is like sometimes uh she can't come over because uh he, her husband takes the car in the same situation as me so we're kind of like screwed yeah. and it's really cold we can't just walk to each other's houses <laughs> yeah especially if you're in, in kind of like a rural area it's just hard to get around it is not really i mean this is just there are places where people live out in the country over here but mostly it's like it's just like the the not like a regular street just really dry you know what's crazy in houston i feel like the trees didn't change colors you know like they and what's that like the trees didn't um they, oh the trees yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know in houston i never i never felt fall. like seasons in houston yeah, like, fall or winter, like i just never I felt, never felt it. Like, yeah. yeah it just felt like um it's kind of cold today but it's not gonna be cold tomorrow <laughs> yeah and here um outside mm-hmm. my house is a big tree that um like right outside and well a bunch of trees 
And when I just noticed, like, oh, look, it's, like, different colors. And then the next day, there was no leaves in it. And it's, like, this was, like, last week. It's barely, like, November. So I'm like, why? What happened? What happened? Uh, it's been cool. Being in Chicago has been cool because I, I, I like seasons. And I like the winter. I just like being indoors and watching it from indoors, if that makes sense. Like, once in a while, I'll go outside and feel it for five minutes, and I'll stay inside for two weeks. That's how I like no, to yeah, deal we, with things. We had snow, which is... Yeah, which is cool to look at from the inside, but we had some. It's cool, but like I don't want to. I don't want to go outside and touch it. Like I'll just look at it. Like yeah. well, <laughs> that's that's my philosophy with snow. Well, my my daughter never. Well, she, last year she was only one, so now she's two. She's kind of like you know smarter, more. I mean, you know, older. So mm-hmm. like, um, she. I told. I took her outside. I'm like, hey, Liz, you want to go look at the snow? She's like, yeah, let's get the snow. And you know, so I put a coat on her, like super puffy jacket and everything. And then uh-huh. I put her shoes on, and she slips in the ice, and then she just cries and just cries. <laughs> and I felt so bad. I'm like, well, just She's like I'm done. Yeah, she, she kept trying to stand up and slipping. I'm like, dude, it's because you need to get in the snow, not the ice and the in the concrete. So that kind of, it was just our first magical moment in the snow, and that was kind of rude. She just kind of, like, hated it, and I feel bad. I was like, honestly? Yeah, I was It's like, kind of like, that like that's life, though. Like, excitement, and then, like, reality a little bit. But then excitement again at some point, when she learns how to, like, you know, put her foot into the snow. And that is the best metaphor I'll ever come up with. Probably not even that good of a metaphor. I'm sorry, what? I was, I was like, doing something. <laughs> it wasn't even that good of a metaphor it's so funny i was like i was thinking of a metaphor um when you said that like you know she couldn't you know what it's whatever <laughs> it's, it's past the joke is past the moment is past oh it does oh well yeah that's gonna be i i need to like make sure that i'm in the right spot in my apartment but my battery's low so i'm kind of like stuck in this one position right now speaking of which yeah probably, I'll I, hope... probably, I don't know if it's gonna eat up my battery but i'll probably charge it right now cool yeah um oh yeah so i guess we should talk about why we're doing this yeah oh i'm sorry like we're a... just like, i'm just rambling no it's not random it's not relevant it's all it's all a good way for like yeah, it's all a good way. It's all a good way to start a conversation. Um, so, like, did you watch the video that I sent you of, like, why I decided to name the podcast The Witches of the West? Uh, no, I didn't. Hold on. <sighs> Let me get that. That's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I can, like, tell you about it. Like, it's just a really simple concept. Like, so the video is basically, it's, uh, it's a guy, it's like, one of those, like, YouTube activists. Like, one of, like... I would say, like, he's kind of one of my inspirations for this project, um, a little bit, kind of, sort of, like, I don't, I'm iffy on, oh, I thought that was a whatever, gift. anyway, I thought so, that was a gift, I'm so stupid, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I sent a lot of gifts, um, anyway, long story short, he talked about, like, uh, gender and the Salem witch trials, or just the witch trials in general, and um, he brought up the point that, like, you know, the numbers in the witch trials are often, like, it, they're often kind of, like, um, understated. They're, like, the, the numbers are, are supposedly, like, over over 60,000 women were, were killed during that time. Oh, really? And uh, basically, like, the, yeah, and the, the, the political theory is that uh, at, at that time, especially, because it's medieval times, right? Like, women were 
women were kind of the 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 one position that women had that like was kind of like matching to men i think besides like like I, might, I may be mixing up my history, like my, my time period, besides like maybe concubines or whatever, was being a witch. Uh, like a, a witch, like was making her own money, like she was like a, a moral authority, like in, in you know, the, in the places and environments and whatever, where they, wherever they were living and, what, and whatnot. Um, and the theory is that uh, the Salem witch trials, the, the killing of over 60,000 women, was what cemented women's role in capitalism. Like the, them saying that, hey, any woman that strays from the binary is a witch because she's not following this thing uh, along because the justification is like she's not she's not she's not doing what she's supposed to be doing, which is you know child rearing. Um, that like she's straying away from it. Uh, she's doing witchcraft. She's she's seducing men. She's you know doing this like she's a lesbian. All of these like you know random ass reasons to cement women's role in capitalism um and yeah that's the that's the, the whole reason why you know the, the witches of the west and also just mainly because mainly because well, we're both immigrants um but like my my experience with with like millennial feminists have been like academic like super 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 academic millennial feminists mostly from europe who like you know who don't consider themselves Western feminists, even though they like grew up in the West and went to school in the West, you know. But look at me as an American as like a quote unquote like Western feminist, even though like I consider myself an intersectional feminist because I'm I'm a black woman. I'm 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 a black person. Like I I consider myself non-binary. So there are all these like all these little things in there. And I kind of want to send a message just to kind of say that like we're all kind of in this together in this movement. And I didn't see the need for in my discussions with people. I've never seen the need for um, uh, singling out somebody because they're quote unquote Western. It's like what is that? What does well, that mean? From uh, what I understand is that okay, and. Um, uh, a lot of it is like you know a lot of the activism you see, I see it on Twitter on Facebook or whatever is like they're talking about um, white feminists which um, are often yeah they're not inclusive to yeah like intersectional is super important of course it, it, like which is totally understandable yeah I can I completely understand that but they never ever make that distinction that that's the thing and also like it's never even in the it's never even in the, in the like that my 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 immediate like um uh response or like how I always want to respond is like okay so why are you thinking that I am the face of your oppression right now I'm talking to you as somebody who is who is in the same well in the same or even like I guess in the in the totem pole like kind of I don't know like I, I don't I don't like to see myself as any sort of like I don't I don't like labeling myself as quote unquote oppressed but I understand like how hierarchies work I understand how sexism works and like racism works I understand that like I I am in this like intersection that that ends up being like discriminated against for the most part and I've had I've had my incidences in the past so like my my confusion is just always that like it just seems as though 
there's this there's that's just such as like anti anti American sentiment that like any face from America, even though it's like the blackest face and the most like the most like I'm Nigerian on top of it, like the most like African face or even like the 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 most like Hispanic face and the most like you know you know, you know what I mean like the the, the visceral reaction is just to label somebody as Western as like a derogatory term when you know feminism as like a, a concept has been propagated by Western civilization, which is not it's not synonymous to white civilization. Like again, like I feel like we're making the same mistakes as as the right is doing. So yeah, maybe that's maybe that's a little too confusing to, to like. Does that make yeah, sense? Am I making no, sense? No, I do. I understand because like um, uh, Western civilization, they want. I mean, a lot of people think that European is part of Western civilization. I mean, we did come. I mean, America was founded by Europeans, with like, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, well, not founded, colonized, settled, whatever they want to call it. But, um, like, for me, there's, like, places, like, in the Middle East, I guess, where women don't have many rights. And they see, mm-hmm. oh, these people are westernized. Yes, it's derogatory. It's horrible to them, you know? But, like, and we see as their culture, like, so oppressed, you know? We don't, we see it as, like, why is the, comp- why is the hijab, the bur- burqa, or the niqab, like, why is it all, like, compulsory? Like, why is it illegal to take it off, you know what I mean? So, um, I mean. The- and I understand that respect. critique, yeah, like, there's the, but that, that, that to me is, is a result of very, like, specifically, like, white feminism specifically. That's, a, that, that to me is a very specific, like, there's a very specific culprit of like of of that kind of like idea. Like if you're honestly like if you're if you're a leftist, like, um, religious freedom should also be like part of part of the the bargain. So every argument with the hijab is always like I've always known the mindset of like yeah, but I don't know why you have a say in any of this because you having a say in it negates feminism to begin with because like you're not supposed to have a say in what another woman can or cannot do but I do understand like in those in, in those like again this is a very very tricky topic I don't think I was ready for it like in those, in those contexts like within those certain contexts there's a there's a whole new nuance to it um, but a lot of these conversations it's just again like a lot of these conversations it just seems like um, a lot of what people want to do is just shut other people down for um, and I, I don't know I, I'm, I'm treading on, on on very like shaky waters here because I don't want to I don't want to. Um, I don't want to appeal to like right-wing thinkers. Cause I feel like people, people on the right, make this argument too. Like, oh yeah, your trading grounds is like shutting people down. But no, like what my critique is just that like people don't realize that they're not. They're they're not being. They're not being constructive in their thought. Like they're not. But by not being specific in what you're critiquing, by not saying, oh, like I'm specifically critiquing this thing, and not just. You know, like what what is quote unquote Western feminism that like you know that isn't fed the feminist movement in general? Like what the, what is not Western about what happened in this in the 60s and the 70s? What is not Western about what has happened over the last two, 300, 500 years as far as like women's women's kind of like a rise in social hierarchies throughout the world? Again, like Western civilization is not. It's not wider European civilization. Again, that's a that's a misconception that's shared on both sides, basically. So it's just like it's just I I just get like this I get I get annoyed like if, if anything I, I get very very annoyed by it. It's like why are you shutting down the conversation? Like I don't know like why are you, why are you doing that instead of just like instead of 
I don't know. Instead of being constructive about it, does that does that make sense? I don't know. Yeah. Well, like I was saying, there's just um, feminism comes in like people like nowadays. Yeah, the critique of feminism is that all you want to do is be sluts and be like you know sexual empowerment is good i'm not saying it's not good um but we have to like as if i consider myself a feminist but um in the way that we can like some and I'm, not, I'm not even gonna lie some people there's only form of feminism is sexual empowerment for themselves and that's i mean sure do do you do whatever i mean but you could just do so much more like just because you want to be sexually empowered you know and that's the only form of activism you want to do doesn't mean like there's not more important topics you know what i mean if you're going to be a feminist yeah yeah you have to do you have to like think about like other topics like child like everyone like every that's like that's the point exactly like everybody everybody has their own version of of liberation within like womanhood like that's that's the point like that's why like i i don't even insert my again like that's why i said i I don't insert myself in conversations about the hijab for example because by me even talking about it that's me like putting an opinion to like another woman's choice if that makes sense so it just doesn't make any sense to me like that that's even like a topic of conversation um in the in in the places where it's not mandated or not like criminalized you know if that makes sense so i I completely agree with you like especially when it comes to the 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 sex appeal thing too something that i've been struggling with over the last two years like i've been trying to like i've been trying to like figure out if um i agree with like how amber rose approaches things for example um i liked i like her whole like i like the concept but that just can't be it. I'm sorry. Like I, that cannot just be it. And that, but I don't think she just wants that to be it. I think it's just the form of fighting rape culture, not just like. Not yeah, just, it's like an armor. Like, like honestly. Yeah. Cause I it, agree. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, because it's not like all the women there are just like. Um, I mean, sure, if you want to dress like a slut and march with her for the cause, do it, you know? But some of the women there are, like, rape survivors, and, like, they're wearing, like, sweaters and say, this is what happened. This is what I was wearing when I was raped, you know? Just to send the message to men, like, you know, quit. Um, it's, I think we need to fight slut shaming. Don't get me wrong. It's important. It really is because not that I particularly dress, like, every single day, like, super i mean i don't even leave my house sometimes but i'm just saying if women do want to and they do not deserve or they're not asking to get raped so the fact that people are dressing up and fighting that you know patriarchal like idea that women are dressing that way to provoke men that they deserve to get you know assaulted or whatever i agree with that yeah and uh, it's just but also it's just like one part of feminism like one part of the fight you know yeah, it's, it's just one part one. of it. It's an important one. Because it's a very like, important one. Like I think I think like women women um reclaiming the like the value of their own bodies is very important. Like that's why I'm like also like very like pro pornography pro like I guess like non exploitative pornography and sex work. That 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 like caveat's very, very important because like I don't know, like I I remember like writing this like article about about um something called the the hierarchy, which is not really a common term, but like the hierarchy is basically, um, it's like a term in sex work, um, basically saying, basically like it's, it's, it's the idea that like um, an escort sees themselves as better than a, a street worker. 
if that makes sense. So yeah, so the kind of like, oh, like if I'm if I'm like a a, a phone sex worker, then I'm not a slut. But if I'm like actually if I'm doing like massages, then I'm a slut. You know what I mean? Like the the sort of like they like even even within that space, like there, there's like a hierarchy and it's called the hierarchy basically. You know, um, and as women, we have a lot of internalized misogyny. Like we like I usually yeah. like I I can't even lie. I would see. I mean, I have two daughters. Do I want them working in porn? Absolutely not. And I really hope they don't. And that's just me. And, and I'm not gonna. I'm gonna stick by that. And I don't feel bad about it. But do I think that other sex workers are, you know, what do it for whatever reason should be respected? I mean, yeah, sure. It's, it's their, it's, it's their it's right. power to you. Exactly. Like yeah. it's just again, I it's, like, it's not exploitative. Then it's I like the. Because well, some people are way more comfortable doing stuff like that. Then others and um like even cam work, which is like there nobody's touching you or anything. If you're com- if you're confident enough to strip and you know and strippers like they do get like touched, you know if they allow it. Um, that's it's like their money, you know. It's like not exploitative. Of course, there's other things like pimps. Um, yes, prostitution when you're actually being like managed by a pimp. I that's. I'm totally against that, like, the slave, the, and it's not, a lot of the times, I'm not saying that, um, they're all doing it because they were kidnapped or something, but a lot of it is, like, they're doing it, and they have to give money back to their, you know, it's still, like, they are being managed and controlled, you know, in a, like, in a way, and, um, that's why maybe they should just legalize it so that doesn't happen anymore, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. De- decriminalizing sex work is, is definitely a high priority because yeah, decriminalization um, is probably a bit. Yeah, it is. I'm trying to look for there's this there's this uh, article that like that I use for my research it's about this woman called this is Svetlana. How do you spell Svetlana? Uh, I, I think her name is Svetlana. S V. No. S V. Okay. Svetlana, like very Swedish Scandinavian name. Yeah, so it's on a Z. There you go. Uh, basically, yes. So, like, it's about a sex worker called, actually, an escort is preferred, her preferred term um, called Svetlana. And this is, like, the whole, this is my whole basis of, like, the article that I wrote. I ghost wrote that, so I can't, like, you know, like, share it or anything like that. But um, basically, like, she's, like, an example of somebody who sees themselves as better or, like, sees, like, what they're doing as, like, I don't think again. This is why it's tricky because I don't understand the internalized misogyny. Like she, she genuinely like sees herself as better because she's making more, even though she's working within the same industry and she should be empowering everybody who's working within that industry, in my view, anyway. Um, so yeah, I'll just like read the first, probably just the first paragraph can give you like enough. I'll like I'll I'll link it to you. I'll send it to you. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me see. The, the tagline is, escorts make $100 a hand job, but entrepreneurs like me, we make $5,000 a night. Welcome to the new economy of the oldest profession. Um, and yeah, it starts off by saying, his son didn't get into Dartmouth, and that makes him sad because he loves his son, and he knows how much pressure this son puts on himself. I understand. His wife won't let him have his late night bowls of mint chocolate chip ice cream anymore. And she nags him about the Sunday afternoons he spends watching golf on television. I frown. His doctor says he needs more vitamin D and maybe he should consider antidepressants too. But uh, he's sure, but 
He's sure if he could just find something meaningful to do with his life, he would feel better. I make a little tisking sound, widen my eyes. I am close to crying. I tell him his sweet, he's sweet for caring about his son so much. I tell him if he were with him, um, I would let him eat. If I were with him, I'd let him eat all the ice cream he wanted. And on Sunday afternoons would be set aside for watching golf because why wouldn't people do what makes him happy? I tell him I don't know what vitamin D and antidepressants. Uh, I yeah, but I don't know about vitamin D and antidepressants. But he seems very healthy, and I say this gently, touch his thigh, dip my head a little, and look at him so my eyes are half hidden. I've practiced this in the mirror. I smile without showing my teeth. I've practiced that too, and waited for him to reach for me. But he's not ready for that. He wants to tell me about how he hit a triple for his softball team last weekend, how he was magical, how he wishes he could feel better, feel good all at the same time. I've had men like him before, and they're sweet, but they can be tricky too. Uh, I don't know what a triple is, and I have no idea what it has to do with magic. But I do know we've been talking for 15 minutes. I know it's important that he that he feel like we have all day, that we have forever. Time can't exist for us. But I know exactly how much time we have. I kick off my shoes uh, that I wore especially for him because he told me he's quote not a fancy guy. Basically, yeah. So he's still talking about triples and magic and meaning. We have 35 minutes. It's plenty of time. But I don't want to take any unnecessary risks. My job is all about minimizing risk. I move closer. Tell him I have an idea that would make him feel good. I tell him it would make me feel good too. I tell him I've been thinking about it since he texted me two days ago. I gently claw his thigh with my fresh red manicure. I moisten my lips, flash a little tooth. He's shy, but he's a man. He stops talking. The tricky part of my job is over. Now it's time for sex. So yeah, that's the beginning of it. It's a really good. It's a really like interesting read. And, like that's what, this is what like got me really thinking about. I mean, this and also, like, I don't know if you know of the, the series by Rashida Jones on Netflix called uh, Hot Girls Wanted, but it's about, like, amateurs oh, in the porn that. industry. I think I yeah, it's on Netflix. I, I don't know if it's still on there. Her. Let me I see. She's so good. But, yeah, like, those really two. I didn't know she was, like, well, I know her from The Office, but I know she's, like, producing. Oh, shit, I've heard my God damn. There's even a, so, though, like, she did a, she did the movie, and then two years later, they did, like, the actual, like, series of Hot Girls Wanted. Uh, I think it came out, like, last year. So it's pretty good. But, like, I don't know. I, I just saw. Uh, I, I mean, not, like, the only thing that's interesting, but I did watch that interests me, but... Um, in regard to like, you know, feminist movement or whatever, but uh, I did watch a documentary, I forgot what it's called, about like escorts and sex industry and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. About, I think it was Life After Porn or Life After. Yeah. Was it that? Basically, it just makes me like, it, it, I don't know, it just makes me like think about like, I understand, and like the, the, when when I first got into like you know the stories of like porn stars and whatnot, like Linda Lovelace, everything like that. Like I just I I I was so like awed at like the empowerment of it all, of, like taking control of their sexuality. But then all of these stories have this exploitative aspect to it that I just can't get rid of. Even this Svetlana story, like she says in the story, she's like, oh, like my job is all about minimizing risk. Like I don't want to overstep my, you know, like even in that situation where. Where like there's she's there's a dynamic of like oh an exchange already, 
but there's still like so much danger as a woman like you can't make the wrong move or else like you'll probably die so that's like that's my main like just like there's so much work to be done to make sex work and sexual empowerment like oh i just like freaked myself out like something in my computer like played and i thought there was a ghost in my house uh, there's so many like work to make sex work and sexual empowerment like like i don't know like work i don't know like it's just there's so much work to be done basically it's just it's hard make to the, make it safe yeah and like it's just it's, it's difficult it's difficult to make that argument and to say that's uh and talk about trafficking for example like when, when people when people say oh like let's legalize sex work that like their first thought is like oh but then what about like trafficking it's like yeah well that's precisely why because like we need to kind of like regulate the system but it's also really hard to make that argument because people don't necessarily see that uh, did you know that houston was like is one of the most notorious places for sex trafficking in the world yeah dude because it's a it's a port city and lots of well it's a port city a lot of stuff passes through it it's pretty sad but i mean if you think about it you have a like um yeah minimizing risk is important you have like a let's just say a sex worker which is okay (laughs) you have like one of those and like they want to the freelance i guess you can call it them and then um you don't you can't like protect them because they're going to somebody like a man always a man uh a man's house or their car or whatever and they are alone right so Mm -hmm. you you don't know if they're gonna be safe or not so like how do you minimize those those risks if you like gonna make it um you know, how do you make that safe for anybody? Because you don't know how, well, you don't know what kind of person they are. So I guess the only really way is like they having it be out in the open, like that having it be having it be like a, a legitimate job so that's out in the yeah, open. That's I mean, why like well, that's shutting down like Craigslist pages is bad to me. I think because like it makes it hard for people to like. Not just. Well, I was thinking. Um. No. Like, actually, if there's gonna be a legalization or legalization or whatever, um, how, like, escort businesses have websites where people have to go through background checks to use them. And I think, even though a lot of people might not agree, but it's the only way to minimize the risk. Because if you have a man with a background check, I mean, not guaranteed that that man might not go crazy one of these days. But very, yeah, very but like, less likely that they will yeah. go crazy and kill. If you have a man who signed up for services with their all their information, their address, their history, you know, like especially like STDs and whatever, I think that's the yes, only exactly. way. Even though a lot of like sex workers would be like, "Oh, that takes away a lot of my clients because nobody wants to sign up for that." They, I mean, it could it could be anonymous to the point where like their information is not accessed outside of sex workers, the people with access to like a website, but like the I think it was like a little docu-series or a no I think it was just one movie that I seen where sex workers from the England yeah the UK and that's how they got um clients and it's safe because you know you can't go missing because they have all their information their address all that stuff then again I mean maybe some sex worker would be like that takes away a lot of my clients I just want to meet them on the street you know no but like uh, I don't know if you heard of um I think, I think it was called back pages but it was um it was shut down. it was it was 
yeah, I was taken down. And like the main, the main, the main like, uh, like um, outrage for why, like, from the sex work community was like, why would you do that? Because it makes it harder for me to vet my clients. Because now I have to go into the shadows, and then uh-huh. and like meet my clients well, that way. Saying- so it's just all of these, all of these, like, huh? I'm not familiar, like, did you have to sign up for it? I just knew it was shut down. Was it, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't think... I, I don't think they had to, like, sign up for it. But it was just, like... You know, like, they, the one thing... What they meant by, like, vetting... And, like, the, what, what I say that... What, when I, what I mean by, like, when I say, like, um, I wish Craigslist didn't, like, shut down their personal um, ad places is that, like, you still have to... The client still has to, like, contact and, like, email you know, the worker and say, hey, like, I look at, you know, there's still like a little bit of a vetting process. But if you're, if you're a worker, and like your your main position is on the street, there is no, there is no first point of contact before that, you know, like, there is no like, yeah, so like the thing, so guest back pages, you probably didn't have to like, sign up. And like, there was probably no like background check or whatever. Um, But it still was like, it was still a middleman a little bit it was still like a way for them to like m- make sure at the, or not even just make sure but like uh, reduce minimize risk as like the Svetlana says because like that's all it's about because you can never get risk even if the man does go through or the man or whoever goes through like you know the background check it doesn't say any and it doesn't mean anything like there's still like sexism in the world and like somebody can still snap so yeah, well, there's that's the thing that people have. Um, another part of it is like the whole men, um, you know, men are way more likely to kill a woman. I mean, we all know that, of course, <laughs> than a woman to kill a man or whatever. And it's like, how do we fight that? And people were like, oh, you can't just say stop killing women. That's not going to stop anybody. You like, whatever. Well, yeah, I think you start that by just like in the early development stages you don't teach kids you don't teach men particularly boys like you don't teach them that they're entitled to anybody's body that you don't teach them to hurt which is like a lot of studies show that you're not supposed to spank your kid because that's what it teaches them and stuff like that and it goes back to this because um you know all the the rape that is done just because of entitlement like men entitled men feel like they Mm -hmm. own other women like I'm stronger than yeah. you. I can take whatever I want. And, uh, that that's really what it is. It's just like yeah, I this is this is your mind basically, and it just it manifests in the weirdest way. Like it, it's even in like the the quote unquote like father daughter relationships, like the whole like promise ring. Oh, I think that is so. Like as someone who didn't have like a my real dad like wasn't around in my life, mm-hmm. but I witnessed other relationships. Um, well, I have a, I had a, I didn't have like no dad. I had a stepdad, but then I went as all other relationships and how like how if you think about how odd it is, how like it's very it's creepy almost, but it's normalized in our society. But someone from looking at it from a different perspective, it's like I find it creepy yeah. that we have those promise rings. Like, why are your parents involved in your sex? Yeah, weirdos. I don't know if you watched Shameless, the show. No, I oh, you need to. It. It's so good. I, I I just started watching it. Well, I I'm already like caught up, but I I I just started. I'm like seven years late or whatever. Very 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 good. Oh, is show. it that? <laughs> um, yeah, the one on yeah. <laughs> the one on Showtime. But no, it's like it's it's pretty good. That like I I feel like you. It's a very good commentary and it's drama and like it's very well written and like 
I still watch it because it's just it's really good like satire and like I think like on American life in general but like there's just there was a storyline at some point about a promise ring um and the whole thing was like this this girl's father just could not handle that she was sexually active so he forced her like he was like I'll buy you a car if you agree to the ceremony and that's the kind of i feel like that's the kind of coercion again like growing up in the south like i i know quite a few people who have promise rings i know i know people who have promise rings who like have it for their own reasons like for like they just want to like reclaim their celibacy like for themselves but then i also know the people who like did the whole like banquet like dressing up and dancing with your dad for your celibacy i don't understand <laughs> but, like, <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, um, and it's like, yeah. yeah, like me growing up with a bunch of Catholic uh, family and friends, um, how odd that is. And um, I had a friend, she she was um, like upper middle class and she was Catholic, super Catholic or whatever. And then she had the um, promise ring and um, we were like 16 maybe. And I, it just, I didn't understand. I thought... I didn't understand the promise ring was like for that. I was like, I don't know what I was thinking. I really didn't. I mean, I didn't have one. I don't have. I'm not practicing Catholic or whatever. And so she explained what it was, and I'm just like, oh, that's. I mean, to her, I'm like, that's nice. In my head, I'm like, that's super weird. Like, why is that a thing? Like, why is that a thing? You know what I mean? Why does that exist? It's, it's um. I, I I think I learned the term recently. The whole like the father daughter thing, like possessive father daughter. But it's like it's just like weird, like it's just like another it's another weird way of um <coughs> of owning women, basically. Like your 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 dad owns your celibacy, so you give it to your husband. It's like I don't know. I just. I, I, I find it I find it all very interesting like I don't I don't mind the concept of like I don't see I don't see anything wrong with the concept of like saving yourself to a marriage like I don't ragging on people no, who, yeah. if, who like virginity I'm not I know that's not that's not issue here marriage, that's different from like I pledge it I pledge it to my father and I'm like that's just so odd and like so creepy and like you know what's other another thing that I was thinking like the, are you wearing two pairs of pants Oh, I'm sorry. Anyways, uh, um, some people. Why are you wearing I guess it's cold outside. It's not that. It was <laughs> And uh, I guess some people have this whole idea that, like, well, no, I guess people are becoming more woke. And someone pointed out the fact that how come Virginia only exists for women and not men? You know, like, like yeah, right? people say men. Exactly. Because you can't tell that somebody, like, a man lost their virginity. You can't, there's nothing to tell, you know? Technically, you can't even tell for women either. Like, it's just, it's like a myth, the whole, like, hymen breaking. Yeah, Yeah, but even that, that's just such a, like, yeah, exactly. Like, you can't, like, ride a bike and, like, break your hymen. So. like, horse riding. But also, like, people pointed out that it was, uh, I think I turned off. It was a social construct that, you know, that, of course, all throughout history since everything was created. We've, I mean, men have been trying very, very hard to just police women and just own them, and then like you know, mm-hmm. since keep their bodies time, in check. Yeah. When a men have been trying to just you know, yeah, like check them. It's just, it's it's actually like it goes further than just society. It's just like from 
from like the beginning of time just like you see a woman has like um children or whatever have to you know take care of children or whatever so that's how I began just seeing like oh men do this and women do that and that was changing because women just work and um they don't have to just stay home with the kids anymore you know Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I do it. But I had like the best like conversation with uh with somebody yesterday. I I uh I was like I was in the lift um and like that that was on I was in the lift yesterday and we drove by Michelle Obama's motorcade which was like amazing. Oh my god. Um, really? Really, really cool. I'm yeah, so like, I saw I her. I, we screamed. It was me and somebody because I was coming from like an interview at like University of Chicago, and like it was me and somebody. I guess who was a student there, and like so she was young or whatever. And so like this this guy is an older an older African American man. Uh, he like drove up so that we could see her. And as soon as like so we drove by the first one and she wasn't there, and I was like, okay, maybe like it's too tinted that maybe we didn't see her. Like whatever. We drove by the second one, she wasn't there. Like whatever. And then the third one, I looked. And it was her. She was looking at her phone, and I like screamed. Oh, I was like, "Oh my god, it's Obama!" Yeah, so that was pretty awesome. When Obama, when Barack went to go talk to some people, and she waited outside for like I don't know how long. Yeah, she told me that the guy yesterday said that like people people were waiting outside for like 4 a.m. like for Michelle Obama. Yeah, I would have. I didn't even know that she was gonna be there. Yeah, like, okay, so this guy, like, had, like, he, he was so interesting, so he, like, talked to us, basically, and, like, after, after, uh, he dropped off the first girl, because it was, like, an Uber, like, share ride, um, he was just talking to me about, he was just like, yeah, like, Michelle Obama isn't gonna run for presidency, like, she understood, you know, she understands, like, you know, she said that she doesn't want to do it, like, you know, they said that she went, like, they went through stuff while they were in the White House, like, the whole situation in the White House is really bad, like, I just started recently thinking about, like, the amount of just sexist, racist, like, tirades that like Fox News stories would do on her, like calling her manly and all of that and like just like calling her all these names and everything like that. Like it was just so like really terrible. I don't know, like it's just it's pretty bad. But then like and then he started talking and then he he started talking about the fact that oh like but it's still though, it's great that somebody like Michelle Obama could have been like a woman in her, her own right as like a first lady like you know she she was Barack's boss at some point and then he was talking about like how the fact that like his his mom uh like when when she was growing up or when she was like a, a young woman the only prospect for a woman was like being a housewife but now there's such a thing as co-parenting and whatnot and I was so shocked was, like this man was legitimately he was like probably like well into his 70s so like you know like I I was just, like really shocked that he was just so progressive about the thought like yeah like women are women are progressing there's there's no need for like the the like the regular family dynamic if like if you don't want that like that's your co-parenting is a thing because you can have your own life and your husband can have or your partner can have their own life and then you know and you can Not co-parent that. and that's it because I guess yeah, exactly, exactly. It's so it's just like he, I, 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 I loved, I loved hearing like I loved hearing that from him. I don't know, I, I wasn't expecting that. Maybe I'm just like I'm, I'm, I'm ageist. Um, but like I was just not, I wasn't expecting. That. I was like, wow, like it's so progressive to like know that like people are thinking in those terms. And I feel like people, I mean, no, you, the people it's not, around it's not, us, like, wrong to be surprised. You know how many like older men just like completely like. They have like a whole different um, All of Congress. Like, opinion of like what women and 
people should do because they're just she they're keeps assholes. calling me and she's crying. I don't know what. Aww. Here you go. She's such a crappy. This Follow one. you, crying. That's so funny. She no, she just kept following me to the other. <laughs> now she left me. Um. Uh-oh. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, older. I mean, even like not even older. Like people, people to this day, there's maybe less people, but I don't know why. There's just like this whole thing. Like some people want more traditional. I guess in 2018. I don't understand that. Like I don't, I don't get it. Like times are moving. Like I don't understand they, the need. They're, just, they're so religious that the fact that it's it's not even their fault. It's about so indoctrinated with like religion that they just be like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, the Bible says that man must, women must submit to man or blah blah blah, and they're this they're just little like um, I'm not even. They're not just white. They're just like. Because this happens to Mexican Catholics too, you know, that they're just like yeah. young people that get like so into the church or whatever. I mean, churches do good, but then they get indoctrinated with all this like religious, like you know, religious dogma with all these like outdated beliefs. I completely agree. Like that was my experience in college. Like there, there was a running joke between certain friends and I. Like the 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 kind of like not not like you know consistently religious friends and I that like basically like most of the religious people on campus like their whole purpose of being on in college was to find a, a spouse by senior year and like that's what it felt like like there was like a sadie hawkins dance or like you know like there are all these like so things I, I, and i get it and i get it like it's i i understand like that's like that's the mentality like you know you you build yeah, you like brief, you be, be fruitful and multiply yeah exactly yeah, be fruitful. <laughs> Literally, so I, I understand but it, but at the same time, it's like, why is that your entire purpose? Like, your yeah, life is why? so much more. Like, you're yeah. paying $50,000 and you're going to be a housewife? Really? Come on, do something that's, like, better? I don't know, maybe time. You're paying thousands and thousands. Of, like, I see a lot of people, like, they be tweeting, like, I can't wait to be a mom. I can't wait to be, like, a wife. Like, and I'm just like, I am a wife and I am a mom. And, like, imagine it. I can't imagine if I had paid $50,000, $100,000 for four years and I ended up doing this. Like maybe in a few years after i use it for my after i did my career or whatever but what's the point like you're just you like they go to they go to college to find someone a man that's in college to take care of them so they could just be home and like it's a waste of it i think it's a waste of a degree i mean teach their own it doesn't make sense to me but it doesn't again, make like, sense to either but like if, if that was their only purpose then perhaps it doesn't it, i like i know people who like they they've met their spouse like and like I'm not saying this with contempt, like they, but I'm 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 saying this with like fascination, like honestly, like in the weird way, I was, no, like yeah, I respect you, it. But, like like they, they they met their spouse like a, a a month before. It's not no, this is not. I don't think this is like love, love. Like they, it's just, this is like oh, like this is like godly love. It's a different kind of love. They met their spouse like a in like February, and by the end of by the end of like March or whatever, like they're already like doing pre-marriage like counseling, and like you know by the next year they're already married. You know, like that's the kind of that's the sequence of things in most places in the South, which uh, the, I was fascinated by that. I was like, wow, like two young people can commit to something like this for like this long. That's, 
that's awesome like somebody can do that like pre-marriage counseling sounds great like i i respect the fact that like people hold on to their marriages like it's like everything because i feel like i i i, I, I like that I, I don't know like I, i'm not i'm not necessarily like somebody who necessarily like puts too much into marriage like i don't i don't know if i will get married i don't necessarily care about that but like i i, I respect like the amount of respect they put into it. but at the same time it's just so jarring to see actual children get married that's why it's so scary to me like people who haven't really done or maybe maybe they don't want to like i don't know i don't want to again like that to each to each their own maybe there's that's their own like version of feminism i don't know but like <laughs> yeah to each their own it's just that kind of like it's like an outsider just kind of it's odd it's weird like you just don't um people need to live their lives before they get married you know they need to and i'm saying it as someone who got married very very young very young you know but there's different circumstances for everybody um oh it's probably like we haven't even like talked about ourselves (laughs) so tell me tell me about you (laughs) and then i'll talk about me oh god how do i start i don't know ask me a question and i'll tell you so you said that you said that you got you got married young yeah i got married yeah when did you get married how old was i 20 or 21 21 i think i was 21 yeah i was 21 right tell me about that but um i had already been with him for like two years Mm -hmm. and you talked a lot about um the fact that you didn't expect to to have a family this early i didn't I didn't. Honestly, I didn't yeah. even like. Oh, your name is Zabdi, by the way. Your name is Zabdi. My name is Shay. This is this is going great. <laughs> this is exactly but, right. yeah. Like in the middle, that's when you start. That's when you start. Explaining like, <laughs> in the middle. Like, <laughs> start talking. <laughs> oh yeah. I'll put it in the description. Yeah, and and you're in. You're. You're in the Midwest. And I'm also in the Midwest. I'm I'm in Chicago. And does that count though? Like Kansas and the Midwest and Chicago? Is it all? Uh, that's yeah. That's true. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what Kansas counts as. Is that like the no Kansas whatever. Is but the yeah, Midwest, that's but Chicago. I see it more of as like it's more like a north north. It's like a more of a north. Like a, it's just like a it's a city. It's a way different. Like I'm in the rural Southwest Kansas, you know, and you're in like a big. You know, metropolitan area. Yeah. Fine, I guess I'm not different. in the Midwest. <laughs> well, I would think Midwest, like, yeah, like all these little, like, little towns, you know? Mm-hmm. Like Idaho, Ohio, like, yeah, yeah I, I getcha, I getcha. Yeah, that's <laughs> us. You know what's crazy the other day is that we're in Kansas, right? Like, this is, like, north, above, um, above Oklahoma, you know, kind of, it's, like, smack dab in the middle of the country. But people have uh, Confederate flags here, which is one of the reasons I'm just like, okay, well, yeah, be here. Like, what? what part yeah, of I mean, so many like, people so have Confederate flags. Like Texas, it's all yeah. It's just, I don't know. Like, it's oh, just. Come on, it's, Kansas is not even it's, the South. Like, you can't even pretend that that's like. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Kansas is not really no, but like those are very. That's Middle America right there. That that's that's Trump country still. Yeah, so, it's, it's, the reason they have it is because they like. What other reason? Like, what is your? reasoning behind having a confederate flag in the middle of the country is that you're just a racist i don't know it's like uh, that's all i can True. it makes me I, mean, I know a lot of people think like oh you know it's just a flag and uh, 
It makes me uncomfortable. And now it makes me uncomfortable like, too. Like it's, it's not it's not just a flag. It's like the whole the whole argument of like oh it's um if you it's, it's me protecting my heritage. Like why are you? Why would you want to like remember that first of all you lost and first of all that you were fighting for something so morally bankrupt? Like I don't understand. So like that's, that's like the end of it. That people people can't get over um, Hillary's loss or something and like people like someone said yeah, the Confederates can't get over their loss they still be waving that flag like a hundred years later. Right. <laughs> like, honestly, the right the right are the ultimate snowflakes. Like they just project. Like every everything the right says is just a projection. This is them projecting their emotions. That's every time. Every time somebody like accuses a leftist of something, I'm like, why are you showing your emotions right now? Like, come on, you're. Your mental health is showing. I don't know. Like, <laughs> you take, take care of yourself. You know, I was thinking, <laughs> I was trying to really like try to understand, like, because I was watching this movie about Abraham Lincoln, and like, you know, he was a Republican, and then I'm just trying. And you know what? I'm like, people don't really like history. People are like, oh, why do I need to know this? It's not important. Like, blah blah blah. Like, I've always been fascinated by history. Like, I love history. Like, I passed the AP US history test because I was studied hard, and. uh like I was trying to understand, like why do we have these parties? Like how do they begin, and why did anybody think this was a good idea? Like why do we have to? It's just like totally. And I'm not saying that if there were no parties, I wouldn't have the same views. I would definitely have the same views. Like I really would, because it just make the my views are just like both the moral and logical. And because I am like an immigrant woman, whatever I've seen immigration problems, I've seen like you know all these things. I would still have the same views, but since now we have this right and left thing, people are so divided. Also, you know what? I was also thinking, this is the only country that we're so, that there's people that are, like, so, like, thinking that, like, leftist things are just, like, like, socialism is, like, such a bad word. With so many countries that are developed, that it's so, nor- like, socialism is just normalized. Like, it's just part of their country. And it's, yeah, it's, and it's, like, so again, like, it's, it's an idea. Like people, people forget that like capitalism as a concept, like it's so recent. You know, like it's a concept. So like they they can say this. Germany, for example. Like I, I heard somebody, I heard somebody called. Well, like when I was when I when I was like studying over there, like one of my classmates called um, called uh, Germany's economy ethical capitalism. And like I kind of I kind of scoffed at that and I scoff at it now because it's not necessarily that it's just that capitalism and socialism are coexisting because it can it can coexist because what what's happened in America it's like we've just overdone it like humans overadapt things and when we've overdone it to the point where like it's doing more harm than good because again the whole point of capitalism was to raise people out of poverty because if like if the whole if it was just about like having cool stuff then the rich will just continue to have cool stuff and we'll all be like farming right now but there was an intent to like you know increase the wealth and increase whatever of the entire population of the entire world that's the whole point of capitalism that's why the industrial revolution happened you know like it was at a great cost but it was also at a great gain at the same time and we've overdone it like it's, it's already over like you just, we can't keep doing this because you know, like if we just can't, we can't. We've already done it. We've already adapted to it. That's why Western, that's why like Western European countries are like letting socialism into the mix. Not to say that communism is the end all be all answer. It's just to say that no, like a mixed economy, an economy with like a sharing economy, an economy with like a little bit of socialism that like lets people who don't have the same like um, opportunities as other people 
still be able to live a, a dignified life because that's what it is. It doesn't make any sense that like there are billionaires who have like 20, 100 houses and then there are like, you know, a million people who are homeless. Like that is just like a, 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 a gross like problem and like what is supposed to be the greatest democracy of all time. So like, you know, it's just, I, I think people just get like riled up because they've been, they've been indoctrinated with all of the anti-communist propaganda that still happens. Yeah, you know, someone, someone tried to make the point that, oh, communism killed millions of people because of Stalin. Like, no, no, no. First of all, communism is like an economic, like, it's like an economic idea, you know? It didn't kill anybody. Stalin killed people because he was a totalitarian. That's the difference. Like, communism did not kill anybody. Socialism hasn't killed anybody. The Nazis, they try to say, oh, then, like, the most, idi- I swear, like, it's like the right like it's just like they keep like saying the same thing and they keep it's like a, it's the total lie but if they repeat it enough people are like yeah you're right the nazis were socialists like no but the nazis just because they implemented so, some socialist policies like you know programs that doesn't mean that they weren't fascists they were fascists above all because people don't know how to people don't know how to like pick they don't know how to like they don't know how to see nuance yeah they people with whole college degrees just keep repeating the same the other bs is like oh you know republicans are the, the ones that free the slaves and like but that's the difference between conservative and liberal is like it's not republican and democrat like the parties switch platforms you know like you got to know your his this is why i always stress that history is important i don't care how much you think it's boring it's important because it's the only reason that it's so important i love history i love learning about it and i love learning about the stuff that they didn't teach us in school because again like oh my gosh there's this series on netflix that my friend told me about that like the the greatest story never told or something like that like by by oliver stone and it's like a it's a complete like full complete history of like the u.s like with all of the the backstory behind everything like you know like there's I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna watch. I haven't I haven't watched it either, but like, yeah, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I love documentaries like that. Um, like I I used to be really, and not that I I'm not saying it's like forget about it, but I used to be really into like the Nazi Auschwitz camps and all that stuff. And then um now I tried watching it and I just realized that I am just a sensitive little like i don't know i can't i can't do it anymore. Same. i can't do i grew it up on it actually i like grew up on, on that sounds weird but like my, my dad was very much into uh like world war ii history which is great yeah, like, your parents were so intellectual because like you know my mom's always working and never really had the it was mostly just like it wasn't even just like intellectual I, I don't think it was that most of my like quote-unquote intellectual whatever like reading books has just have has really been me but as far as like entertainment goes like every I, 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 we all watch tv a lot but like the i would just watch whatever my parents watch and what my dad would watch a lot was like nazi documentaries and like not like, yeah. he's not a nazi no, I, mean, I, even, like, I know a lot, <laughs> i know a lot about the nazis and of course i've read it's also mandatory in school especially like if you were like a pre-AP just understanding that time yeah like understanding understanding what happened and why it happened like not, why yeah, exactly. why they discriminated us, so what their purpose was feel sorry for the Jews it's not just so you can cry it's just so you can understand that these things start off very slowly and um 
they they're and horrible. they just blow up into something and no, they blow up into interesting when you study actual dictators about how they gain power like charisma behind mm-hmm. them what do they have in common and everything it's so and, slow and like brooding and, like you think that like oh they just they just seize power because it was yeah. back in the day but no, no they, it was so it slow and there's some people are like oh you can't compare trump to hitler and stalin and all them because but the one of the very most, I mean, Trump is an idiot. He's not smart, or maybe he's just way too smart and he acts stupid. I'm going to go with he's not very smart. He just has power because he has a lot of people around him telling him what to say or whatever. And he is creating this whole like cult of personality or maybe just a cult of people like, oh, I'm going to be edgy and different. I'm going to be a Trump supporter. And like, it's even just. Yeah, like, my, my conclusion with Trump is that, like, he is just the epitome of, like, everything wrong with, everything that went wrong with how America was set up, in the sense that, like, it favored a specific kind of person without any merit. Like, I just, I recently, like, um, like uh, I read this article, it was, like, one of the, the New York Times, like, reportings on, like, on, on Trump that, like, nobody's paying attention to, about the fact that, like, the reason, the, the, the so way much. he got to... He was just so much right. The the way he got like a, his first like huge like business dealings like to get like real estate developments was that he he misstated like he like overinflated his income to the Forbes like you know like you know richest people richest young people or like richest people in a certain area I don't know like in, in one of these like prestigious lists he overstated it so like when when he went out there to make these dealings nobody was really doing a credit check what they were doing instead was like using his fake overstatement at, uh, on Forbes as like a, um, a surefire way of like, oh yeah, this person is credible. So he was using a, a stature that like, that was definitely granted to him because he was like a white man, you know, to, to propel him into the system. And Trump consistently, this is the, the guy who, uh, who uh, drove, drove me around yesterday, the really awesome man yesterday, he talked about that. He talked about the fact that Trump told, uh, taught him about bankruptcy because Trump has done that so many times. Trump has, Trump has played the system so many times. He's a perfect example of what went wrong in like this entire setup. This like, this like, you know, stupid, you know, like kind of not, not, not stupid. I'm not going to use the word stupid. That's an ad hominem. So like this, this more of like um this untalented white person, like white man, who was taking advantage of the system to the point in which he became president. Like this is the ultimate example of that. Like in the past, yeah. I mean, people you can say that yeah, there's like so white media. Yeah, people get offended. I don't get it. But it's like white mediocrity is just getting people so far because like. Yeah because that's yeah. the way that the country's set up and it's just like kind of sad but it's true but I'm no I'm just thinking like um the whole, I don't know if you read it was one of the required readings for us but I read it like you know not so long ago uh, 1984 and how like they're I don't know if you read the book but it's like pretty much I read a couple of chapters and I got really creeped out and I just like I turn. Yeah, I, I need well, to. I need to go back to my old reading. So a lot of the stuff that I like, I, I for example, to kill a mockingbird. Um, I would skip some parts because I was like too, too, too attached to it, and like I'll just listen in class. But yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the. Uh, already know about it because it's just so popular, and it's the the weird thing is that it's so relevant to today. It's like the Orwellian people are like saying how Trump is Orwellian, you know. Because the whole like concept behind it is that like this is a dystopian future or or past. Yeah, I don't know. A dystopian like time where it's it's like people the government is creating ha- like 
um, a reality that is separate from the actual reality. They just, the way they publish yeah. things. It's yeah, aesthetic. That's why... It's like, it's old. <laughs> yeah, and it's, and it's just like, yeah, of course, it's just like, it's, it's a book. It's like really super like, you know, way further than we are now. But the way that it was describing things is that people, the government, yeah, the people in charge are creating this just like story and like every forced to like they would write the books they would write the newspapers or just a bunch of like like lie so it's just a, it's like who cares we don't know what the truth is we're just accept it it's like not I mean we're not there yet but Trump is just starting to attack the press and Imagine if, like, the government would just seize control of, like, the press. Like, we don't have the First Amendment anymore. Just be, like, exactly like that. You know, it's kind of it's kind of scary. Kind of, like, yeah, it's... So maybe it you're scared about Trump. Like, like it's just, it's just from, from the start, like, his, his attack on women and how, like, how nobody... Like, how, like, oh my gosh, how... It, 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 it made me realize how, like... Un- like unevolved America was when it came to sexism, like how everybody was defending it as like locker room talk or basically championing his like rhetoric as like yeah this is what it means to be a man is to take what you want, which again is another reason why like I say that he is the perfect example of everything that's wrong with this like patriarchal white supremacist system. Um, like he is a perfect. Like, there's so many accusations like against him and. Nobody cares. Everyone's like, oh, well, uh, the thing about this, I understand when people, I understand when people bring up the, 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 the caveat that like, oh, some, there are some accusations that are quote unquote false, but that is such a small percentage to the ones that are, that are un, uh, uh, unreported, number one, and the ones that are actually reported and, and like, you know, go through as like being corroborated. So like, it's just, it's such a small part of the, the conversation, but people use it as a weapon to say, oh yeah, all women are lying. And it's so annoying. I don't know. Everything is just so annoying. Cause I feel like his presidency has just brought out, not brought out the worst in people, but it's like revealed that And I was just talking so, about so many to sexes. my friend last night about that Me Too movement, how many people, like, um, what are the chances of somebody lying? Like, there's no, there's no, unless, yeah, there's people that lie about it. Um, like, let's just say you gotta, you gotta, you've got to, like, you have to research, or, I mean, not research, like, look into the accusations. Of course, you can't just take everything face value. Most of the time, there's no glory in reporting a rape or reporting a sexual assault. You don't have a trophy for that. You don't, you know, like, and, um, that part is mostly most of the sexual assaults of people that we know like women people that are close to women like people that are you know people that are classmates like all of that like um for example yeah the the uh, i I forgot her name um uh dr uh the brett kavanaugh case um brett kavanaugh case yeah, like a uh, doctor. Ford, Christine Ford, Chrissy Ford. Yes, yes, yeah, Doctor Blasey Ford. Um, yeah, like she didn't want to do that. Like you could just see how like shaken up she was about it. And like I've just heard so many, so many conservatives say the most disgusting things. Like, oh, she, this is all orchestrated by her to ruin. You know, like how, how 
this woman has a reputation. Do you think she wants to be known as the woman who was assaulted by this quote-unquote Supreme Court justice? You know, like, no, nobody wants that. Nobody wants that, like, as part of their identity nobody nobody wants to be known as like in uh, as somebody's as part of somebody's story of like getting away with rape like or sexual assault like it's just it's gross that people even think along those lines like even even women like it's just like in turn like misogynist like it's gross oh and and, oh yeah women that are i'm like dude you should you're supposed to be like a woman like as a woman you know as the virtue of being a woman you should like understand that you know thing that people just want like hey this guy raped me or whatever it's not something anybody really wants to just put out there or whatever and then they say like oh why did she come why did she wait all these years you know like that's exactly she talked about it, like what, what like she talked first of all um I, I would encourage people to actually read the stories but but she talked about what is she gonna do like go around like making her life's mission to again like just another proof that like she didn't really want to she didn't want her her reputation to be tied to him she just wanted to talk about her pain because she talked about it to her therapist she talked about it to her friends like they corroborated her stories like yeah she has mentioned it throughout her life like since it's happened but she's not going around like trying to ruin this guy's life uh, it wasn't until she was like called to make this hearing or this statement or like that that like yet like she's actually talked about it publicly, you know. Besides the, I think she did like a Washington Post um, uh, interview, if I'm if I'm not misstating. But yeah, like it's just it's so crazy that people think that like it's all like an orchestrated plan by this crazed like scorned woman. Like why would she be scorned? Like she's a successful person. She has her own life, her own like family and everything but if you yeah like she has her own shit going on like the only reason she did is because he was going to be a supreme court justice if i seen somebody that had done that to me me or you know at least caused a great deal of pain to me and i had forgotten about it or tried not to think about it for all these years and then i see they're going to be appointed to the highest court of the land what that's when i go and speak out because that person doesn't deserve they don't you yeah there's a certain there's a morality required to be president of course we don't have that there's nothing there now but there's also morality for every like other position in power that you know it should it's be just an example because but like the, the mere fact you can, it doesn't you matter anymore the, the mere fact yeah. that people people get upset with me for using vulgarities i'm like you literally voted for somebody who said that he, he grabbed women by the pussy and this guy has said some many more disgusting things about women and now you're getting I upset know. with me like what the like what the fuck like it doesn't make any sense to me you, nobody has any moral moral standing in this society anymore like we're all in this shit together like it's like i don't understand i don't understand the the, the, the self-righteousness and in, in some people on the right i don't understand it because it's a pot it's hypocritical. You can't claim to be a, a, a feminist and, and vote for a man who did this and then, like, be like, oh, that's Absol- just boys being boys. Not. Like, what the fuck? Like, no, that's not boys being boys. That's you encouraging you know, the patriarchy. want to separate themselves from the title. I'm not a feminist because feminists just want to be hoes. Feminists just want to have abortions and feminists, like, oh, you're so cool because you don't want to be a feminist. It's a lot of white women because... I've, I've always said this white women love love aligning themselves with patriarchy that's why 53% of white women voted for Trump compared to I think it was like because they want power black, yeah they, they, want they power. think that they because they're, they're aligned with patriarchy that they think it's going to benefit them 
and they think you know like it's kind of sad the way whereas like women of color they understand like no that's not how it works you have to fight it you can't be you can't be just like complacent with like an administration like that you just can't you just can't it's not good for women it's not good for women still vote for it because you know they just want to be they think it will benefit them so they want to get an abortion now they can't you know it's stupid but anyways yeah like i've seen a lot of like girls like girls and girls don't get it i don't know i I don't know if you saw the meme that i posted the one about like uh yeah like this guy like posted on twitter it's like like he's like uh, laughing at all of the all of the women in Texas who voted for uh, Ted Cruz. Like he's not going to think twice about taking away your reproductive like rights. Like LMFAO. Like it's just it's really crazy that people are voting against their own interests. Like they do. I don't understand exactly it. That exact, that's exactly what women. I don't know how many times you've seen it, but there's there's Hispanics who have voted for or Hispanics or immigrants who have voted for Trump. And then mm-hmm. they, uh, we have we we know someone who's voted for Trump, someone from our high school. Who? <laughs> Do I know? You can't say his name, but you know. Uh, tell me later. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like let's just dox him. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. No, I'm pretty sure I know somebody I'm, that like they don't want to be open about it. But I do know I do know somebody from this. One of my teachers voted for Trump, which is kind of. But from here, from here in liberal, it, it was kind of like upsetting because um, you're a teacher, an educator, and you're, I was in your class. I was one of the best in your class, and you're now you're voting so I could be taken from my home. This is my home. You know what I mean? Like, um, it was kind of hurt. It's kind of hurt. It kind of hurts when people, like, you think that they were your friends and your acquaintance. At least, cool. at, least, at least we were cool, you know? And they just like, like to think that they that they cared at the very least about you, but like I've realized yeah, a lot that like as people, an educator, how people dare don't they necessarily like give a shit about anyone else. Like it's really sad to say, but they really don't care. But um, it was still like I was just like I even I even had to say something. I'm like you know I wasn't I told her yes I was undocumented. You might not have known that, but you just voted for you know you just voted you just basically said that you know my, you don't care about my life or my right to live because you're you're more worried about. You know what? It's not even that they they voted for deportation. They're not voting for economic like we're fine. Economy's fine. It's like nobody's dying or whatever. You know. They feel um, threatened. Like, again, like this is the thing. I don't. I don't. Again, like I don't understand. Like you said, I don't understand why people try to align themselves with like white male patriarchy because they think that by voting against other other minorities then I will have more power within the system. No, like you're just reinforcing yeah. the system that's putting you down. That's all you're doing. Like you're just you're just making it easier for them to, like that's the thing about like, I, I'm gonna send you this video of this guy um, who basically made a video of, basically entitled like, to all the ladies in the alt-right. And he just laid it off at him. He was like, you understand that like your entire purpose right now is marketing. And then after marketing, all you're gonna be is like a laborer to forbearing children. Like that's your entire purpose to them. Like I don't know why you're surprised that your your audience is being sexist to you. Like people like Lauren Southern, whatever, and like Tommy Lauren, like you know the people who like you know are complaining. Like you know I don't understand why 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 you're complaining about your your people being like sexist to you. Like your all your entire purpose to them is as a marketing tool and as a baby making machine. And when you realize that, that's when you like that's when you realize you have you have no equal footing in, in this movement. And um, 
I wish for, I don't know it's just like you think like that the younger generations come up they wouldn't think that way but they for some reason like young women they just want to be like that they're the mostly they're not very smart I can't say that there's there I, I wouldn't like the people that I've noticed that do that that they're either they're maybe they're both they're not smart and they're all warm because they don't understand what feminism is and, and then again you have <laughs> portions and stuff which is like Okay. Okay, I'll get it. So silly. And then like they want to be maybe it's a religious thing or I don't know what their reasoning behind it, but they want to be against abortions and it's just like here comes another whole issue. Like you want to be, you want to take that another one right to end. You want to? It's it's like and then they have all these like reasonings behind it like they slut shame a woman like oh you open your legs you should be made to have yeah you, you should you should you should have a child and ruin your and just, like just ruin your your prospects so like give give up your your autonomy in life because of uh, like the child itself like, to have a child like, i mean i was young but they're just saying like if i but i mean i chose to have a kid and you know my husband was a little bit older, and you know, like we 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 take care of it. You know, if I was alone, if I was single, if I wouldn't have no help or you know nothing, probably wouldn't have been the best idea to have a child. You know, because how am I gonna exactly? Like, what am I making? Making that sacrifice is not is not a good decision for everyone. Like, like people need time to think about. Like, then that's the thing. Like, and also like again, like people don't people aren't going to the core of the issue. Like, oh, sex ed is the way to like eradicate or significantly reduce abortions is sex ed that's the way to do it and like yeah, you know that want, that means the trump administration wants people to have like abstinence abstinence-based sex ed which is like the dumbest thing i've ever heard in my life there's yeah, no that's way why a lot of people that we a lot of people that we grew up in, with an a-leaf unfortunately not that just unfortunately it's just like it just, we, we just didn't know so a lot of a, a lot of people like in, in my middle school, for example, um, I went to O'Donnell. Quite a few uh, people had babies before they were in the tenth grade, and it's just like it's it's kind of like a sad like predestination because we're already in the inner city. Like how like how 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 is somebody gonna like? I don't know. It's just so hard. It's it's so hard to even talk about because I I understand I understand like that like for for some people like some of my friends for example it makes sense for them to to have children when when young I guess like maybe not significantly young I guess the youngest uh, mother that I know is about like had like a child about like 19 and like she was stable whatnot but to be predestined to have a child at a young age because of a lack of sex ed because of a mistake or like not have a stable situation to take care of a child not be prepared to and then be forced to like be a a child within a system doesn't care about you like that's so sad on so many levels i don't know how many times out of those like you know like teenage pregnancies how many times it's just girls that they they want they see like a glorified image of motherhood and they mm, yeah maybe, maybe you know what sometimes it might just be that their lives at home aren't that great maybe they think they're gonna get married and then they're gonna have like they're gonna get out of the house and that that little that boy that's like 17 years old is gonna take care of them and their baby and it's just the cutest thing ever you know being a teen mom or whatever also all those shows on tv like come on being a teen mom is not cute it is it should not be glorified mm. studies have shown that like you know 
like, and not just for the, it's bad for the babies. Maybe they might be born healthier, whatever. But I'm just saying, because you're, you're basically, either they have to finish high school, they don't finish high school. And then what are the prospects of having a good life for your child when you have, like, very limited resources, you know? I think, I don't know, like, it's just a lot of things should be going into, like, especially, like, places like Ailey to teach kids. Because I've seen people pregnant at, in middle school. Like, in middle school, <laughs> come on. That is just the saddest thing ever. I think we need to put more resources into showing people, like, yes, sex ed, and then also just, like, don't have a kid. Like, it's just not, don't do it. Nobody talks about it. I feel like I didn't get no team for information when I was in school. Yeah, like, I had to, like, seek out my own information because, like, I went well, I mean, to... I didn't seek out information. I just school. mean, like, don't have a kid in high school. <laughs> it's just, like... So oh, much. yeah, like, you know, I thought I would just say, like, it's just, like, there was, it was just abstinence-only education. Like, I remember, like, we had to, like, sign a waiver to take the course. And I thought we're actually going we're to, like, learn some shit. But it, was, it, was, it wasn't a class. It was, like, a seminar. Like, I don't know. Like, we went to the same school district. Like, I, there was, like, a speaker that would, like, come around. I don't remember. But, yeah, like... I went to Kilo. It was, it was like, eighth grade. I went to Kilo. I don't know if that was... I went to O'Donnell. But, like, yeah, like, it was just, like, a, a seminar, basically. Oh, like, long story short, like, this guy basically came up and, like, a week beforehand, they, like, handed us, like, a permission slip to, like, opt-in or opt-out. And I guess my mom let me go. And this guy, like, came in and, like, his whole spiel was, like, oh, like, this is sex ed. And his sex ed was, like, oh, guys, like, you don't want to, you don't want to wear a shoe on your wedding day that's been worn by all your friends, right? So why would you want to, like, you know, marry a woman that's slept with other men? And I was, like, what? <laughs> that was literally what they said? Yeah. Oh God, that is it was like so something funny. like it was like a shoelace shoe metaphor, and like this is I feel like this this is like a trend in like I don't even know if he was if he was qualified, but like I like I John Oliver like has this like story of um of a woman speaker like kind of the same kind of deal like just like in an auditorium I don't know where they get these people from where what the fuck where the fuck are these people coming from those speakers but like this a, a woman who basically like, like she like she she puts like a sticker on she gets a, a, a not a sticker she gets like a piece of tape and she puts a piece of she puts the tape on like a for the forehead of each uh each like guy on the front the front row each like uh boy or whatever and then she said so you see how the sticker gets like or the, the tape gets like less sticky as time goes on or it's like i stick it on, you know, on each guy like she, and she's like oh that's a woman as she likes sleeps with multiple men she becomes looser so by the time she gets it, you know, like all these like drawing very sexist and very terribly misogynist conclusions oh, God, based that on is such, women that's being sick. Like, no, God, no. You know what? They never do that for a guy. Like if a guy has a lot of female, if a guy has a lot of partners, they never like degrade them. Like it's just, just like, oh, you know, good job, good for you. You're so. It's so funny, like, people don't realize how, like, out of touch a lot of places in America are. Like, I had this huge conversation, like, I was canvassing. I canvassed all through this, well, not all through, for, like, two months in the summer in Chicago, like, on the streets or whatever. Um, and the I talked to one woman for, like, 30 minutes. Um, she's from, from more of those, like, Eastern, not Eastern European, from, like, Scandinavian countries. And, yeah, she was like, oh, like, I don't know what Planned Parenthood is. And, like, you know, we talked about Planned Parenthood. Uh, and she's like, wow, like, you guys still have to fight for that here? And she was shocked. She was like, really? Abstinence only? Are you serious? Like, because the Scandinavian countries are already, they're already at the point of educating their kids about self-pleasure. Like, that's how far they are. 
but here we're still yeah, fighting so, for that's so taboo for americans right that's so taboo but like it makes it makes so much sense yes educate kids about self-pleasure like i i there's this like um jaden smith jaden jaden smith jada smith jada pickett smith uh will smith's um spouse and like uh willow's mom um she has like this table talk thing and she talked about the fact that her grandmother was the one who taught her about self-pleasure and because of that she was sexually autonomous and she was like able to like kind of hold her own when she was dating and all of that and that's so important to hear if you don't hear that like if women aren't encouraged to like like that's like the version like you know the women are encouraged to to I don't know. It's just, it's weird. No, it makes, no, it's you're weird. right. It makes total sense because, like, as women, we're taught that we are the sexual objects of pleasure to men, and we are, they're gaining pleasure from us instead of, like, you know, yeah, doing it ourselves or something. And not just that, it's just like, we're it's just good to know your body as well. Like, it's, just, it's healthy. It's healthy to understand your body. Yeah, I feel like that, 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 I think that's what this anime is women go unpleasured in sex because they feel like they're just there for them and then not for themselves which is kind of I've, I've talked to some of my friends and they just say like oh I actually had an orgasm or nothing and I'm just like really like why that's so something's like wrong with your body or something like what are you doing wrong like what are you just I feel like that should not happen it's not even just that it's like they don't they don't know how to like I feel like some people are just like too suppressed to speak up um, yeah, they need to feel, from my understanding. They need to feel like they actually like whatever they feel is important, not just like whatever their partner feels or whatever. But then again, like going back to the whole point of like education in school, um, I'm not gonna say it would prevent every single like teen pregnancy because some kids, some um, young adults just are gonna get pregnant young because they want to do that you know like they want to exactly they want to they want to it's a stupid idea very very stupid idea but i know people who have kids in in 17 years old and And they're perfectly successful yeah Yeah, they've managed to do a great job i do not recommend it for everybody those people um i believed in them from the beginning when i find out that they were gonna have a kid early on because I knew them and I knew the kind of person, people they are. Whereas other people, I found out they got pregnant early and it's like, they're like some people that were not my friends. And uh, I found out they got pregnant early and I'm like, oh, well, that's not surprising. And poor kid, you know, like, I hope they do well. <laughs> and it's also like, I know people who have like multiple kids with different men. And at that point, it's just like, come on. <laughs> like, why are you doing at like a very young age i'm like why do you keep like one one's one one is one time why do you keep doing that like is it because us as women we're expected to just give a man a a child before we're given commitment not even a ring because i mean honestly like marriage i just see it as something like it's a piece of paper but commitment is different yeah like i feel like the only reason i get married is i i get married uh is for like I don't know, immigration purposes. I don't know. That's why I got married. Honestly, like, I wouldn't have... I would love... I like parties, but do I want... Did I ever want, like, a legally binding document? That means I can't, like, really... That means I'm legally binded to somebody? No, I don't know. I don't believe in that. I feel like it's odd. Love is love, but commitment is commitment. But being... Getting the government involved? I don't know. Just don't believe in it. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Especially not not religious marriages. Hell no. (laughs) 
they expected me to have a Catholic wedding, walk down the aisle and like get married by a priest. And I'm just like, I don't have a heart to tell my family. Like, I don't. First of all, I don't Did believe you do a court? I didn't even have a court marriage. I just had like my friend who was like a point, like uh, had the the certification to do that. That's all he did for mm-hmm. us. We oh, didn't cool. really have a. <laughs> Yeah, it was just so. Casual. No, like I feel like that's what it should be. Like I, I like my, my my ideal like situation would just be like, hey, like do you wanna do you wanna get married this afternoon? Like let's just let's just not even I like let's get it over with like, or, like whatever. But it's like yeah, like let, let let's have some dinner, let's get married, and then let's go see a movie and then go to bed. Like it doesn't have to be a ceremony. <laughs> it doesn't have to. I mean, I love parties. I like I like having like I like parties. It would be great to just have a party without the whole signing of the document. That's what I would have preferred. <laughs> like, yeah, no I actually saw. Just the party. <laughs> um, like uh, on like a airport like magazine, I saw like um that like a, a couple spent their honeymoon with their friends. Like the headline was, "Why would we like we just got married? Why would we just why would we spend a month alone together? Like, yeah, like let's spend it with people that we love." Like, I like that idea. Like, it involve other people in it. Like, there's just I don't understand why black people are just stuck to conventions. Like, they'll just like you know, those I don't know. And, and this thing, like, it's been so it's been recorded so many times that like the the very like marketed concept of monogamy of like oh like a guy meets girl guy sees girl like walking down the street guy stalks girl girl like hesitates guy persists girl like relents and then like finally girl concedes and then guy dates girl for a couple of months guy proposes proposes the girl they get married in front of their family like a girl gets pregnant like you know that kind of just like sequence of things that is just sort of like you know, it's, it's, I don't know, I don't know if some people don't, don't see the point of perhaps doing, shaking things up a little bit. Perhaps, like, maybe instead of spending, like, my honeymoon alone, like, maybe you should do this. Maybe instead of, like, doing, like, a, a church wedding where, like, I'm pulling my hair out to plan something that I'm not necessarily going to, like, I'm going to, like, try to milk enjoyment out of the, like, I'm really going into debt for this, like, you know, like, maybe I should go to the arcade, like... <laughs> Yeah, and I'm not just saying let's throw a party like let's let's invite a hundred people that half of them we don't even like. I'm just saying like let's have a celebration of our love. It could be at a yeah. bar. It could be at a bar. <laughs> but let's celebrate it and then um I wouldn't have wanted to sign anything. I don't see why we should have to get the government involved in our personal business. That's what I mean some people see it because a lot of I know a lot of people with kids with somebody and they never got the ring and they like kinda are sad about it. Like it's not all that it's cut up to be, you know. Like, if it's if it's commit, if you're committed, you're committed. Like you don't gotta be sad just because you don't have like a a marriage license. It's doesn't really matter, at least not to me. I, I don't, yeah, like, I don't possessing like, somebody doesn't necessarily mean anything. Like that's pretty much my mantra. Like I don't understand. Even if you marry somebody, it's just like it's such a hassle to get divorced. Like what's the point? <laughs> and then if you don't get married, it's just like, well, all right, see ya. That was good. Like, yeah. that was, but like for, for a lot of people, from my understanding, for a lot of people, like having that document is like kind of like kind of like um, it's kind of like a version of a promise ring, if that makes sense. It's kind of like a kind of thing, like okay, I'm gonna think three times. And honestly, it makes me sad when I hear people talk about it in this way. When I hear people talk about marriage in this way, when they say, oh, like well, getting married and having that document, it, it'll stop me from doing X, X, and X. I'm like, well, why are you do what? Like, that shouldn't, 
you know, your love should liberate you. Like, you shouldn't, <laughs> it shouldn't yeah. restrict you. Like, you, should, you, you shouldn't, like, you shouldn't go towards love to, like, restrict you. Like, I don't understand that. I, you know, I, like, I, I, was, I was watching, I was watching this, like, documentary of a, of a, of a, of an openly gay man who got married to a straight woman with the intent of suppressing his homosexuality and becoming straight for her. And like, I don't understand, I, I, yeah, there's lots of attack there. I don't that, like, that is just like, no, no, no. That sounds like a mind yeah. trans, like, that sounds like a mind trans, like, um, meme. Would, like, direct a movie of, I don't know. I don't know. My friends, like, seems so closeted, sadly. The, but, yeah, I, like, I, I, I don't even know, I don't know if he's closeted or not, but he's a weirdo, even if he's not closeted. He is such a strange... They're all, strange they're all weird. Everybody yeah. on Capitol Hill is weird. We're just all now seeing them. And they're all closeted for so long. Like, they're all not closed off, not closeted. That's not the right word for this context, but, like, they're all closed off for so long, but now, like, social media is around, and now we're seeing all their lizard faces. It's just so funny. And but also not, terrifying. I, I, I consider myself, I'm a weird person. I do weird things. I like weird things, like anime, manga, whatever. I have different interests, eclectic music styles, but I'm, these people aren't cool weird. They are just, um, makes me weird, uncomfortable weird. weird. Like, so Ted Cruz is uncomfortable weird. If Ted Cruz should yeah. show up at anywhere I am, I will hold on to my like pepper spray. Like, that sounds really bad to say out loud, but like, no, he creeps me out. I watched this he video of him talking to a puppet, and it's like, I don't understand why you like it. Sounds like a nice guy vibe to him. Like, ugh, I don't know. You know, uh, someone said nobody in Texas voted for Ted Cruz, they voted a Republican ticket straight down. That is so true. Nobody fucking likes Ted Cruz. Nobody likes him. Nobody lo- says, hey, you know what? Ted Cruz is cool. They just like Republicans. And that's the reason why Ted Cruz got elected. Because he's a weirdo, but he's a Republican. So he's their weirdo. <laughs> he belongs to them. So that's pretty much what happened. Because, I mean, I saw, I really had high hopes for Beto. Like, I was just like, oh, you know, he's just a cool guy. You know what I mean? Like, he's like a progressive. <laughs> Beto 2020 though. And he, I thought, I thought he would win. I really thought he would win. I've seen a lot of my friends. I've he still has a chance to. Beto 2020, like, let's get him in the White House. That would be amazing. You know what? That would be. That would be really cool. Like he's a progressive. He, he. I heard it is not before like oh, just just voting him because he he skates boards and eats Whataburger. <laughs> Like, no, we're not stupid. Like, just because we're, like, young and liberal doesn't mean we don't know what we're voting for anymore. I mean, I'm, I don't vote with people that vote. Because uh, I, I heard it's Tom Holland, and he has... He doesn't only just answer a question with his, um... Like, what what is he going to do? He answers it as why. Like, he was... I remember one, one of the videos I watched, he was talking about, like, how, um... He was talking about, about a black woman. Like, how can you help the black communities? Uh, he's talking about incarceration. He's talking about how, like... You know, like, the, like, he gave, like, a really good, like, I need to find the video, like, a really good, honest, and, like, you know, a really good answer. Because he knows what he's talking about. He understands the issues, and he, like, I don't know, I'm just really sad that he didn't win. <laughs> he gets it, and he's sympathetic. Yeah, I'm, I, I was, I was crushed, too, and, like, I, I like, I was, left that I, night. Like, I, I legit, like, like, I had a tear come down my eye, like, I, like, I don't want to seem like a total weirdo because I'm crying over an election, but... I just had so much hope for Texas because, you know, I'm, like, I'm planning on living in Texas. I'm planning on moving back. So, but you know what? Actually, Sorry, I, I, I cry all the time for Texas. 
all the time in Texas. Like it's because yeah, like people really are like, "Y'all really thought Beto was gonna win? Have you have you been to Texas?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I have been to Texas." And but I have faith. And I have faith because I mean, but then again, I lived in Houston. Houston is when I went to when I lived in this other town in Texas. I kind of finally understood like why Texas is a red state because living in Dallas and Houston my whole life, it was just like I lived in a nice like multicultural, diverse area you know like mm-hmm. well i mean i'm not saying they were nice neighborhoods because they weren't nice but i'm just saying like I, in the whole the whole like vibe you get from houston and dallas is that they're inclusive they're diverse they're yeah you know, they're they're blue cities then i went to hereford and there was a bunch of white and hispanic people and i had a class with a bunch of white people like boot wearing confederate flag on their truck having rednecks you know and you don't want to judge people just from that. Sure, like, maybe they're good people. Then we had a class discussion. And that's where the, maybe because I am white passing, they decided that it was okay to say those things in front of me. And I was just stunned. They basically just, the in a class discussion, talking just racist, just being racist, openly racist. And this was when Obama was president. So that's the whole thing that prompted it. They basically said that, something about being a black man makes you a bad president just like nelson mandela <laughs> i was like whoa that would have i would have never heard something like that in houston that would have never ever happened it blew yeah people get comfortable like what when they think nobody's watching i know that they for do. Fact. So Trust me, me. Being, maybe they didn't know me being a white looking person they just thought oh let me just say this in front of her and I was just baffled. I'm like, wow, you guys are some racist pricks. <laughs> like, I have to get out of here. And uh, basically, that's. And this was a. This is North Texas. This is by Amarillo. So this was like, it was a small town in the middle of nowhere, close to Amarillo. And that's how they think. And that's just. That's how they are. And that, then that's when I understood. Well, now I see why Texas can go to Republican governors because that's who lives here. It's kind of sad. But it's the truth, and that's how it is in most of the little. Because if you, I mean, you can see the little like map when the counties would pop up, how it'd be like all red, and then in the cities it would be like blue, like Harris County. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know what? What did give me hope is that the last election, uh, I think, I think Cruz won Harris County, and now he didn't. It's just like I just. I don't know. There's too much. There's too much to unpack with that, to be honest. It's like Texas shows me too much. Ooh, I'm hearing too many sounds. That, that was like in my ear. Are you grinding something? No, I'm sorry. It was. I was picking up some toys. <laughs> they were. Uh, they they have this really bad habit of just like turning their toy boxes upside down for no reason, so everything's on the ground. And then they just leave. They just leave it there. Mm. I don't know. They make, it makes them happy just seeing stuff on the ground, I guess. So until I step on a Lego, <laughs> there's hell to pay. It's actually so nice outside. It looks like it's not cold. Maybe. It's so dark already. It's only 4:50, and it's yeah, already. Yeah, I know. That's how I was. That's how I was getting the ready so I could just get out of here for a little bit because. It just it gets like the sun goes down like at five. I hate that. I really hate that. It goes down at like five. All right. Should we talk about? Uh, we're at like a hundred minutes. 
Should we talk about Me Too or you want to save that for next time? Um, yeah, we could, or we could just, you can do it really briefly. I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, it's really, can't do anything briefly about that. It's really. Yeah. Maybe we just stop it. We didn't didn't do like a, like a proper intro slash like outro sounds weird or just like an introduction of ourselves or like why we're, we're doing this. I guess you kind of said a little bit about yourself, but I haven't said anything about myself. So I'll just say it again for like the two people that'll listen to this. <laughs> my, name, my name's Shay, and we're doing this because we think that like there are not enough voices, honestly. There's just not enough people talking about stuff in, in, in full length. There's just not enough people thinking through thoughts anymore. Everyone's just kind of regurgitating like tweets now, and it's kind of sad to me, especially. So that's why we're doing this, and um. I, again, I'll consider myself a, an intersectional feminist and like I want to learn more about what feminism means today and how to do it better because I am also frustrated a little bit with how some people how some people deal with feminism for sure. So yeah, yeah especially that's me. Vo- voices that don't usually I don't know maybe it's just me but I hear a lot of like male podcasts and I see a lot of women. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's one thing too same yeah like the i i, I love um i love guys we fucked i don't know if you've heard of that podcast but it's by no, no, guys we fucked it first started off by them like oh, interviewing their exes I have heard of it. and then it's so good it, it started off with them interviewing their exes but then start interviewing like some um some fun comedians and writers and creatives. I don't know, it's an interesting podcast for sure. Um, but yeah, like they're not enough, there's not enough voices to be honest. Like I, I think some, a lot of people don't think that they they can um, they can lend their, I, a lot of people don't think that they have a say in anything. And it's, it's quite sad, it's sad, but some people to know that you have a say, like, you know, I'm not quote unquote extraordinary, extraordinarily smart or whatever, like, we're just two regular schmoes, I think, and I but think the regular schmoes are <laughs> what? No, we're just like honestly, it's just it's 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 really just about like taking like yeah. I mean, like it's really just taking taking advantage of the opportunities given, right? Like I don't know. Like I feel like that that's what it is at the end of the day. Like everybody kind of has the information at their fingertips. It's like what what are you gonna do with that information, basically? And I think a lot of people just kind of like. I've always been a little bit fearless, and that's what's kind of helped me, honestly. But I still don't think I was, I was the runt of like my my family. Like they were, they would call me stupid growing up. Like to be quite frank, like you know, it wasn't until I told them to stop interfering with my school because I started doing well. So it's just it's really about like perspective and about people like knowing that they have control over, you have control over how the world perceives you that sounds weird that, that it's not even about the world perceiving you have control over your destiny that sounds also really corny but you know what i mean so i'm gonna stop talking now <laughs> i mean it's not it's, it makes sense though, even though it's cliche it's true cliches are true yeah that is true yeah cliches are true sometimes i'm like looking at um some kids movies to watch i don't know why like i'm like inspired to watch kids movies 
I just I haven't seen that many children. <laughs> and no, kids no, are fun. I'm... That's like one of the plus sides of having kids. I can go to a movie theater and watch some The Grinch and like nobody will judge me because I have my child with me. Not that I go see Big Hero 6 at my grown ass 19 years old with my mom. <laughs> And I cried. Same. I was crying. It was kind of, it was like kind of embarrassing, you know, because I like try to hide it, but I was like, definitely like, it was like that movie is so sad. I'm not even sure what happens, but it's so sad. I don't know if you've seen it. I have. I've seen it. Oh yeah, it's and I was intense. like, it's. I'm like for a kids movie. I'm like, how how could you do this to me? I'm like hurting. Like Yay. how? <laughs> uh, there are like honestly, all of those movies, kids movies, are just made to break your heart. Like think about every movie you watch a kids movie. There's always like you know the mom dies. Somebody, oh, yeah. somebody, like, gets to Like, honestly, like, it's just, like, they want to break your heart real good first and then, like, build you back up. That's why I... They I, do it on purpose to make it sad. I think they do. To kids to be, like, you know, to, I don't know, look look at this painful experience so you guys can just get stronger. I don't know. It definitely doesn't make me strong. It just makes me cry. But I still watch them. Makes me cry too. It makes me like I like I I I, will, I remember like going through a period of watching like Bambi all over like over and over and over again at some point, and yeah, that story is just oof. it's yeah. so intense. The older movie, yeah, even like even the like happy ones, like I'm trying to think of like a happy. They're all so intense. Yeah. Even happy ones have some moments where just like oh god. Oh, and oh, well, actually, nowadays what I'm doing, I'm watching a lot of Christmas movies because those make me happy. Yay! Yeah, I think, I, same, I'm going to start doing that too. Like, I'm going to start watching a lot of cartoons and a lot of, like, Christmas movies too. Because I think, like, for the last two years, I've definitely been bombarding myself with, with too much of reality. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, so, I need to kind of, like... You know, it's actually... Alrighty, so a bit of a mishap there. Zabdi's phone died. Um, yeah, so we're working on a kind of like... Yeah, we're just working on the budget that we have. Um, Anchor.fm makes it easy for us to kind of um, do this whenever wherever uh this week's episode was more of just kind of us warming up to this podcast um zabdi and i haven't really talked for a while um we went to high school together and then uh and then she moved away and i stayed in houston and yeah we kind of kept up like a little by little like on social media so this is us kind of warming up into the conversation of like diving deeper into feminism today so that's that's what you you are uh going to hear of what you just heard um and yeah thank you so much for listening and thank you for kind of yeah thank you for 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 listening basically i don't know i guess it's it's kind of insane to think that anybody will actually like listen to this entire thing but hopefully somebody did and that's somebody like i would hopefully like love to have a conversation with you and maybe we can talk with you in our next conversation Uh, we're going to talk about hashtag me too and that movement and um i really want to talk about the hollywood establishment in particular and how I feel about uh, 
Louis C.K. And then we're going to talk about cancel culture and all of that. So this is going to be a good conversation. If anybody wants to join in, they can. Um, So yeah, thank you so much. And yeah, this has been Witches of the West.